Welcome to Hungry to Learn. Once again, my name is Birga. You know, I absolutely love the diversity that we have in humanity. It fascinates me that of the seven and a half billion people on the planet, there really are no two who are just the same. There, of course, there's going to be a few who share similar features or coloring, and there's those who have similar interests or passions, but there is no one else who is the precise blend of ingredients as you. Then when it comes to professions, the wide array of skills and aptitudes and drives just makes me shake my head sometimes. I'm bewildered by it. That someone could love math or want to travel to Mars or design skateboards and be totally enthralled in that, it makes me marvel at how we're created. So it's the differences that are really critical to our success as a species. Without sanitation workers, we'd be buried alive in our trash. Without inventors, we'd be utterly hampered by stagnation. Without the medical community, we would die at alarming rates. But have you ever given much consideration to the need for diversity within the church? You know, it's something that I've been giving a lot of thought to, and I'm not talking just about the need for different church buildings or teaching styles or, you know, worship teams, but I'm really talking about the need for a wide array of gifts and passions for a singular purpose, to function as the body of Christ. When I spent some time thinking through what body part I am, I really wanted to be in prayer that God would show me His answer and not just what I would assume it to be. Because I spent a decade in radio, I might be tempted to say that I'm a voice or a mouth. But ironically, that is not what God showed me. Instead, he showed me something about myself, and I learned a little bit more about human anatomy in the process. So his answer to me when my question came before him of what body part am I supposed to be in your body, the body of Christ, he said, nervous system. I found that fascinating, and I actually had to look it up. I I wanted to see the definition to understand what role the nervous system has in the body. So it essentially has three main functions. One is to collect sensory input from the body and the external environment. Number two is to process and interpret sensory input. And number three is to respond appropriately to that sensory input. So if you're to apply all of these functions to working with churches and faith leaders, it gave me a bit of clarity and understanding about why God called me to be this part. I'm really good at collecting input. I actually really enjoy meeting with others. I like to hear about their dreams and their projects, and I really want to understand what makes other people tick. But it's the other two functions on that list of descriptions of what a nervous system does that is going to prove to be very difficult for me. So to interpret the input that I receive from this wide variety of meetings that I go to is really a challenge. There's going to be some viewpoints that I really agree with and others that I absolutely disagree with. But it's not really up to me to pass judgment on the validity of any of these ideas. See, working on the concept of curiosity and not judgment comes to play at this moment. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, you can back up a few episodes and look that up, curiosity, not judgment, and I'll encourage you to listen to that. But if I approach interpretation from the, from the perspective of simply translating a message in a way that others can understand then I don't have to interject my own beliefs or biases. I just have to make the information accessible to others. 
But the last part of the role of the nervous system is really the most difficult, which is responding appropriately to the input I receive. So in the natural body, if you touch something hot, your nervous system tells you to pull your hand away. When you walk through extreme stress or anxiety, your nervous system may work overtime and give you a whole host of problems. And there's also, of course, examples in the nervous system where you have pleasurable experiences as well. You know, you have a taste or a touch, a sound, a sight, catches your breath, you marvel, you have joy, you are just overwhelmed by the beauty you're experiencing. You need the nervous system to send the messages to your brain about all the things that happen to you. So now I have to question, what does this look like as it applies to working as part of the body of Christ? Does this imply that it's my role to warn others, look out, it's hot, or you've got to see this? Maybe, but I'm fairly confident that this is going to be a moment-by-moment situation where I'm going to have to trust in the Holy Spirit to grant discernment and give me the correct interpretation. I often fail in my interpretation. I perceive something and I project what I believe to be the right interpretation because I do it in my flesh and I don't wait to get the discernment of the Holy Spirit. This is going to be an ongoing teaching moment between him and him and I as we walk through this together. But what about you? What part of the body are you? I would really encourage you to pray over the question and see what the Lord reveals to you. Wouldn't it be really empowering to know that you have a specific assignment that really works beautifully in conjunction with other parts of the body that he's placed you to work in and among? I don't know. I just find it a fascinating concept. I don't think that that descriptor, that word choice was arbitrary in in the in the Bible where he talks about us functioning as the body of Christ. So give it some thought, give it some prayer. What part of the body are you? As always, just giving some food for thought right here on Hungry to Learn.